you can't just go barreling in to an adult and say, I want to be your friend. I want to be your brother, your cousin, whatever, you know, you're going to run against whatever they have going on in their personal lives, whatever uh, barriers they have put up, you know, it's kind of like, you got to take it slow and you got to, you've got to expect a low success rate, Mm. which has been kind of my experience. Still so hard to hear, even if it's the truth. Yeah. Hello, you are listening to NPE Stories. This is a podcast where NPEs can share their story. I am your host, Lily, and I found out I was an NPE through an ancestry DNA test that changed my life forever. NPE is a term that stands for not parent expected or non-paternal event. This means that one or more of our parents are not who we believe them to be. NPE Stories is a podcast where NPEs can share their story of what their original family was like, how they found out they were an NPE, and what their journey has been like since the day they found out. Welcome to episode 118. And today I am speaking with Fred. Fred, how do you say your last name? I say Firestein. Firestein. I have a funny story about uh, how it's mispronounced, but yes, Firestein is what we say. But can I hear the can I hear the funny story about how your last name is mispronounced? Okay, this is a this is a totally a Zoom 2020 problem. What happened was uh, my my second cousin, who was my first DNA contact, invited me to a family event, which because of the pandemic was being held via Zoom. And an older relative who thought she knew everyone in the crowd says on her open mic, "Who's Fred Firestein?" And no one answered her, but I thought it was hilarious that here I was trying to sneak in and I was made very, you know, very, uh, you're very found out. Yeah. Very visible. Oh my. And that was that, was that with your new family? Yes. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a family event that they had over the summer of 2020. So, oh, welcome to the family, Fred. Yeah. (laughs) Fred, I should, at the beginning of this episode, point people in the direction to your previous podcast episode. And this would be a good time if you want to hear Fred's backstory or his his previous podcast. He was on Eve Sturgis's DNA podcast. It's called Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis. It was a great episode. I've listened to it twice. I listened to it again today just in preparation. It is called Charts, Graphs, and Data. Oh, my. So, Fred, you were on Eve's podcast, and we thought, wouldn't it be great if you did kind of a part two, an update over here at NPE Stories, and that's kind of what we're going to do today. Yeah, great. So, I had heard a few of these, and I thought at first, uh, this was months ago, I said, I don't know if I'm going to have enough to talk about. And then as I've done with everything along the way here, I took five pages of outline notes, so I'm all set. Okay, so more has happened because I, I yes. listened to that. Okay, so I listened to that episode. Um, I have questions, but I, I'm I want to wait and kind of have you you do your thing and and however you want to start this today, whether you want to do kind of a brief background or take it as a part two, I'm I'm all for you. Whatever you want to do. Okay, yeah, I, I do have a little a little kind of like where we left off because at yes. first uh, be- before I I heard uh, in the previous 
episode, you were you're kind of teasing that I was coming along. I said, "Oh, okay, she's referring to the the previous uh, hour or so that I did with Eve." So I'm not going to recap all of that, but I I did put together a few points here. Yes. All right. Let's he- let's hear them. Let's for people to understand. You are an NPE. You're coming on as an NPE, and you found out um, some some interesting 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 tidbits about your DNA. So why don't you go ahead and read whatever you share, whatever you want to share. Okay. So, so the, the brief thing you always ask about is family of origin and how'd you find out you were an NPE. So for me, I was born in uh, February, 1966. My birthday just passed. Um, And I was the oldest of three children. I knew my parents were not married when I was born, they were they were married nine days after I was born, which happened to be my mother's birthday. I think they were aiming for that date, and I came early. So there, there was that kind of hanging overhead. And what uh, none of us knew, except my parents and uh, one or two other people, was that um, my the, the father who raised me was not my biological father. So. Um, I explained all the details of that with Eve, how how I found out starting in uh, March 2020, March 15th, 2020 will be my second uh, rebirth day, as we call it, uh, coming up in 2022. Basically, where we left it off with Eve was I had found a, a woman who became my, my search angel. She was not familiar with the term. I gave her the term myself, and she had helped me by sending the man who was most likely my biological father, a long email with the entire DNA search up to that point. So from March through November of 2020, she she summarized all of it. She had sent it to him, and then we heard nothing back. Mm. She had spoken to him previously on the phone over the summer because he is also a genealogist, had done quite a bit of work with the family history. So they had chatted as colleagues without his knowledge why she was talking to him, other than the fact that this woman is related to some of the same people I am. So she was asking about common relatives. Mm. So they were they knew each other. They had spoken. But in November, when he found out about me, he clammed up and we did not hear from him again. Uh, in talking with Eve, I told her that my relationships with a few cousins had sort of deteriorated at, at that point, which was actually uh, about a year ago now. We're talking, when I was talking to Eve, it was in February 2021. So some of my cousins were kind of kind of done with the NPE drama mm-hmm. and they wanted out. Uh, you know, I was disappointed in that because, you know, you want to think, oh, we're going to we're going to become friends and it's going to be great. And we're just going to keep going forward, forward. And, and it was not that at all. It was sort of like getting a little bit uh, sour. Yeah. So that was with a few of them. Um, on the other hand, uh, this woman, my search angel, continues to be a good friend to this day. And uh, I'll talk about, you know, what's going on in the past year with her. Um, the second cousin who was my first DNA contact in March of 2020. We still talk every week, pretty much. And, you know, he's messaging me all the time, keep up with what's going on with his kids. So that's great. So there's a lot of positives here. And a lot has happened uh, since I spoke with Eve, which is why, since you're doing these crossovers, I thought it would be a good time to kind of catch up. Yes, I would love that. And also, since I left it kind of on a, 
to be continued on a down note. You know, I kind of wanted to give people a little bit of hope as they go along that it can get better, you know. Oh, great. Oh, so there's there's good news here. Yes. You had said to Eve that at one point your family kind of warned you not to contact so-and-so. I don't know if it was like a cousin or an uncle because he might have a heart attack if he finds out about you. When when I heard that in your episode, I well, first of all, I really identified with it because I was warned to, oh, don't contact this family member. Don't contact that family drama. I felt for you because I was like, here you want to know information, but you're being warned not to even contact your own family members, your own cousins. Have yeah, you been able to speak with them or did you just kind of let that sit? Yeah, you do kind of feel like you're you're being put into a box a little bit. Yeah, if I'd followed the advice of, of, of even my wife and her sister who said, you don't know who these people are, they could all be crazy, you know, uh, I would have stopped at that point. That was That was in March, you know. And then, yeah, later on when I was introduced to this one cousin, she knew my biological father from when she was young and they all kind of lived close to each other. And, you know, he was like the cool uncle, you know, he was a cousin, but he was kind of older. So there was kind of like the uncle, you know, figure. And, uh, but now he's old and he's had heart attacks and health problems and you don't want to push him over the edge, you know? Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of what it was. And, um, I, I mean, I gotta say my, my, my search angel and I, we, we proceeded with caution, like as much caution as you could have. I, this man has had the same phone number for over 50 years. I could have called him at any time, <laughs> you know, uh, but we, we treaded lightly for sure. So that's, that's how Got we it. handled it. Makes sense. But it was always with, with as much honesty as we thought we could provide at the time. And, you know, and then we just gave it, gave him all the information and let him sort it out, you know? Yeah. And you, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so curious. So your search angel has spoken with your birth father. Have have you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let me let me get to what happened after um I spoke to Eve. Okay. So uh initially uh what happened was it got to be March 15th of 2021 and I was approaching the 1 year and I had planned to take the day off. And I think I might take the day off again this year uh, under better circumstances. But I was kind of like, I need a breath. I'm, I'm kind of uh, a little bit depressed, you know, uh, because every every week, every month of that first year, it was like something was happening or I was expecting something to happen or I was trying to get in touch with someone. Like I, I wanted to be in constant communication with someone, you know, so I was kind of burned out. And um I sat down on March 15th and I wrote a long email to the the man who at that point we suspected was my biological father. And I laid everything out for him. Like if this was going to be the last conversation I had with him, I just wanted to know everything about me, uh, why I was kind of like looking for information from him. Like I wasn't putting anything on him. I wasn't assuming anything, you know, so it was pretty long detailed email. And just like previously, to my search angel, he didn't respond to me. Mm. So that was it. Uh, June 27th, for whatever reason, I think um, my anxiety was creeping up on me again. I sent him another email, which I called a quick check-in to say, uh, hey, yeah, you know, I sent you that previous email. You didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, but I wanted you to know about this community. of, And I, 
define for him NPEs. I said, you know, these people have all been very supportive and a lot of them have the same kind of history that I have. And, um, and I heard a podcast in which one of the guys was talking about how emotionally gotten meeting his biological father. And it really sort of, you know, uh, prompted me to write this email to you just so you know how I feel. You know, I'm always trying to like humanize what's going on, right? Not not mm. make it sound um, creepy or like why I want something. You know, I try to make myself into a, a human being that you might want to respond to. Mm-hmm. No response. But July 5th, I sent another <laughs> follow-up email. This is like a week later. And this one, I was getting a little bit edgy. So I said, uh, just in case I've been sending these to the wrong email address, because he had a couple <laughs> of them that were similar, like a Gmail and a Yahoo, right? I sent it to the other one. I said, just in case you're not looking at this other email anymore, let me send to this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I know, uh, you know, this is awkward, uh, but I, th- but we thought, you know, my friend and I, that since you're already interested in family history, that maybe you would be interested in responding to me, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and I and I also told him that I'd been going through his family history website that he put together himself, partly to do fundraising for cemeteries in Hungary. There's large Jewish cemeteries in Hungary that are like completely abandoned because of the Holocaust, you know, and there's no one around anymore to care for them. So he's he's taken part in this effort, right? I I told him how much I respected all of that and how much I've learned from it blah, blah, blah. Like I go on and on in these emails and, and I didn't think I was going to get a response. Right. Two days later, July 7th, I received my very first response from this man that has, who has not spoken two words to me, you know, since November. And I was quite shocked because his first words were, it's with a little emotion that I just read your email. And I don't know if he was talking about that email or the several before, like he's saying how moved he was by what I said. And he also told me that he was waiting for results of his DNA test at 23andMe that he had requested for his birthday, which was coming up July 14th. Hmm. So all of this, all of this at once, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh yeah, I'm getting a DNA test. Which, by the way, 23andMe was the last place I went. And going back to Eve's episode, the reason I waited so long is because I have a first cousin there. So if I show up at 23andMe, that's a pretty clear indication of who I am, you know? Mm -hmm. So there he was. um, And he was just waiting. So I figured, ah, it's going to be a little while, right? He doesn't know exactly when it's going to come. But he got his results, as it turns out. On his 85th birthday, which was July 14th, 2021. So he, at that point, sent me a message through Instagram, I think it was, which was a little weird. (laughs) But all of a sudden, on Instagram, I see him pop up with a message. Did you see my results came in on 23andMe? And I said, oh, no, I did not. Let me run to my computer right now yeah. and, and see what they are, right? Well, yeah, 50% match. Wow. So we we guessed the right guy out of b- between him and his brother, which is good because he was single at the time. 
So that's kind of like why we were leaning in that direction. Yep. And he said uh, he thought it was surreal when my search angel friend contacted him that he could possibly have a son he didn't know about. And that's why he really didn't know how to address it. Um, but then, you know, by, by June or July, I guess he decided to tell his kids that he wanted a DNA test to see if his Ashkenazi Jewish background was really a hundred percent or if there was some sort of a mix there, you know, yeah. to which I was like kind of joking. Well, I could have told you <laughs> that you were a hundred percent because I'm 50, you know? So he was in touch with me now uh, through email and messaging. And um, I can't remember if I received a, f- a friend request pretty quickly afterwards from uh, the son he raised, who's my, you know, half, my only half brother. So now I had a new half-brother and two half-sisters. The interesting thing is that he raised one boy and two girls. My mother raised one boy and two girls. And our ages are staggered just a little bit. Mm. So I'm I'm now the oldest of six. And your half-brother, your new one, is already friend-requesting you. So these siblings are in your life, your new half-siblings? Uh, yeah, he, he like I I can have conversations with him. I've had a couple phone conversations. I've messaged with him more. Uh, my two newer sisters are not not really uh, in touch. Um, a couple of the nephews in the family have sent me friend requests, and um, so has my bio dad's wife. So I think I'm being observed, Ooh, but yeah. I don't get a lot of interaction. You know, okay. You you haven't met them. No. Uh, well, like uh, in in the course of conversations on WhatsApp, uh, my bio dad did create a a group for all of us, but mostly it's the three of us guys who talk. Okay. Um, occasionally, you know, one one of my sisters will pop in, but it's like a sentence here or there. You know. Is it awkward? Is it comfortable? How is that? How is that conversation going with the new family? Yeah, and initially it was a lot of me like just dumping my background just to try to again try to give them some context. I I always feel like if I tell them enough about myself they're going to like me, right? Yeah. So then I I overshare and I was not getting a lot of response. I I got to uh-huh. say, but again from from my dad and from um my brother, like I can strike up a conversation with them. It's fine. But um I don't expect to get a lot of like contact out of the blue. Like, uh, well, my bio dad, he does what all, all older people seem to do, which is like, Hey, I saw this random funny thing. I want you to see it, you know? Uh Um, so that I get a lot, but like my, my brother doesn't really contact me very much out of the blue. Just, it's just like, and he's a busy guy. I understand like everybody's busy, you know? So how much of that is they're busy or like, do I judge myself and I say, how, how often do I contact the sisters I grew up with? You know, and he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, my sisters and me, you know, we don't get in touch very often, like on a daily basis. You know, it's just kind of like the way it is. I know everyone gets so busy, don't they? It's like, here you find out you have a child or a new sibling or a parent. It's like, all of a sudden everyone's very busy. It's for me, I would drop everything. 
Yeah, well, I, I kind of wanted to have that period of like, let's let's everybody tell everybody about ourselves. Let's get caught up a little, you know, but no, we skip right to the, oh, you know, we're busy, we're family, it's the way it is. You know, it's yeah. like they accept I exist, but they're, I'm not getting any special privilege. Yeah. I know you have a, a good relationship. Um, I heard your episode, you have a good relationship with your parents, but how... Do how I think I missed how did the connection occur between your mother and your who is now I guess your biological father? Yeah, that's still a mystery. I I asked him about that, and he was trying to theorize. He thought of one club that he used to go to. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they were you know since they were both single and both kind of like going out socializing. It was just one of those nights in the sixties. They must have been yeah. in the same place at the same time. You know. Yep. Okay. I get it. Yes, they were single. This was before your mom was married. Yes. To bring up your birth certificate, father, I don't know if this is the right time. Your dad, the one that raised uh -huh. you, you, you said that he adopted you. Now, are you using that term? Um, like, was that a legal adoption? or? <laughs> <laughs> I'm using the term my mother used. Okay. Um, and I, I assume it was that there was no one there to contest it. So that's it's what happened. Is he so? Have you ever seen your birth certificate? Is there a father's name? Yeah, listed? I have a laminated card, which is how they do it in Quebec. You get a laminated card with your what, and because you know a lot, a lot of the people are Catholic, like it's got your baptismal name and your full name and uh, your father, your mother. That's it. And who's in the father's place? That's yeah, my my BCF because oh, okay. my mo my mother didn't know the other man anyway. So I think in the absence of who to provide, you know, they just went with what uh, seemed plausible. Yeah. And it's BCF, birth certificate father. That, right. I get it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I wasn't sure if there was like a, a legal adoption or, but your, your dad, it sounds like he kind of knew, he knew, and maybe a few others knew that you weren't truly his biological son. Yeah. He definitely knew because they were in a long distance relationship. He was... Um, he lived in the United States. My mother lived in Montreal and he was kind of like back and forth visiting on occasion. And I guess the timing did not, well, they must've made it seem believable, but the, I guess the timing did not work out to, you know, yeah. make it believable to the two of them. Yes. And there was no way for back then for your mom to contact this, this nightclub guy or right. know who he was. Okay. So it wasn't until DNA came around DNA testing that this was, you were able to find out who this man was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he wasn't like a family friend or any, you know, there was no, no contact at all. Okay. Got it. And um, incredibly shocking. You found out you're 50% Ashkenazi Jew. That's yes. Yeah. So like I was saying to Eve, this all started because my sister and my, my parents also are kind of like into um, Judaica to some extent, you know, like they've been to Israel, uh, you know, it's part of their, their Christian beliefs kind of. And um, my sister wanted to know since people occasionally would ask us if we're Jewish, you know, she wanted to know if it was really true. So this, that's, that was one of the um, rationales behind the DNA testing. And also my, my BCF's family, uh, they were divided a little bit because of uh, kind of like the World War One or so era where families got split up, you know, into orphanages and stuff like that. Like my grandfather spent some time in an orphanage. So, you know, I think my dad also wanted to see, you know, who he, who he could find through that. So early on, 
um, when we were, when we were, like I said, we were kind of like, uh, I, I was doing a lot of talking, but in, in, uh, you know, giving credit to, to my bio dad, he was also sharing with me. Well, first of all, I thought like I'd been stalking on Facebook a little bit. Right. And he had a lot of public posts, but again, it's a lot of these like sharing pictures of whatever, like scenery in Israel and stuff. So he makes me his Facebook friend. And the funny thing is all of his posts are public anyway. So it was all the same stuff. <laughs> I wasn't missing anything. Yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. But what he did send me um, through email and messaging, he's like, here's a presentation that I made a couple years ago. Uh, I think you might find it interesting, right? It's a video and it's, and it's long. It's like over an hour long. It's the whole history of the family for over a hundred years, oh. which spans from Hungary to France, uh, the the World War II, the Holocaust, like everything that happened to to my immediate family during that time period. And he had it in a nice, neat video presentation, uh, which he had, you know, he actually it's up on the internet too because he was looking for the family who hid them during the Holocaust in France. Uh, they were, they were hidden, so they were safe, but they were always kind of like in danger. Um, and uh, he did within the past couple of years, find that family and had them put on the registry of, of uh, what they call righteous persons. I didn't, I didn't know at first this was out on the internet. I thought this was like personal information that he was sharing with me, but Hey, it's great. Uh, so if you're going to be introduced to your, your bio dad and his family, <laughs> I, I can't recommend a better way to do it. I took uh, 13 pages of notes, you know? Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and to see pictures, like I showed, um, I, I sent some screenshots around to my cousins and my search angel and she saw the picture of my grandparents. She said, Oh, you have your grandmother's eyes. You know, she was like all beside herself, you know? Mm. So has your dad, um, I guess it's your, I'm talking about your biological father. Uh-huh. Have you ever checked his online genealogy, his online tree? Has he added you to it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I'm still um, sort of like a secret. Yeah. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, the family, the family that I have closer to, to me in New York, um, so far, no, no contact other than like the, the one, the one cousin who I had been speaking to uh, the reason that she's kind of backed off, I think is because as, as, as news got around, uh, they decided this was not such a great thing to be shouting from the rooftop. So you know, time will tell. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is why I, you know, I want to share, like there's some good things happening and there's still some things that are like, okay, if that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it is, you know? Yeah. Yikes. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. No, I was going to say also here in New York, I have a few great cousins who are second cousins, you know, and that's one of my sayings now. Second cousins are the best, you know, <laughs> Right. So they're so like the second cousins, the more removed family members will will talk to you, but not the the immediate ones. Right. Yes. Because of this thing that happened 57 years ago, you know. And I see you. You are very active online. Um, I think you and I have been in a lot of the same Zoom calls, webinars. Yeah, I attend those yeah, as much yeah. as I can. Sure. Right. Right to know. And you're really active in the Facebook groups and forums and you're active on podcasts. Are you finding that helpful, the the community? 
Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, actually, as, as far as your podcast goes, I think it was the first one I listened to. What What happened was initially um, I was on I was on YouTube because you know YouTube once you search for anything it'll start popping up similar things. So I'd find little videos here and there of either someone who already had a YouTube channel and they had a DNA test, right? So it's like everything from oh wow I found out I'm 10% Swedish, you know, mind blown to um you know people who had really serious discoveries which is more of our category right mm-hmm. but since i've been a podcast listener uh since 2005 it occurred to me at a certain point why don't i just put npe into like a you know podcast search yep. and i found yours first mm-hmm. right and then eve's pretty soon after yep um but of course you know your your backlog at the time it was probably like july or something of 2020 yeah uh, I was like, okay, I'll get back to her when I actually have something to say because I didn't even know, you know, I, it was right around the time that I found my first cousin, you know, like we didn't know a whole lot back then. So, yeah, I know once you, yeah, that's the same thing I did. Once I found the term NPE, I just started typing it in everywhere. I'm like, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to put it in the podcast search, blogs. Now that I have a name for this, I need to start looking for it. Find mm-hmm. my people. So it's, I mean, everybody I've heard, you know, up to this point has been very helpful. How are things going with your search angel, which you, we should just kind of differentiate. There are, um, there is an actual search angel organization. I think they're called DNA angels, but you Mm -hmm. have a kind of like a genetics counselor or like a family tree expert that is helping you personally. Yes. So this, this is a, this is a woman who kind of fell into it herself she had lost most of her family uh, in the Holocaust and only a small portion had come over to the United States. Mm. At a certain point, she was contacted by someone who told her that he had a lot of family records about her family and would she like to see them? And of course she said, yes, please, you know, and that was sort of like where she started and she built up a tree on ancestry and my heritage, kind of like, I, I don't know which was the first, but she's kind of copied over between those two. And amidst all those people was a cousin who grew up with her. And that cousin on the other side of the family turns out to be one of my top DNA matches as a second cousin. Oh, so are you related to her in a way? No, because it's opposite sides. Opposite of the, side. Got it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So between the two of us, I was very excited to see that we had a 10 CM match and I sent her a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because we're Jewish and uh, endogamy will kind of magnify everything, right? So if you, you could be related, you know, because t- our cousins, you know, came from opposite sides of Europe at some point, you know. Yeah. Are you embracing your Jewish heritage? I mean, that has to be shocking to find out just what two years ago, less than two years ago, your true heritage. What? How is that going? Yeah. Um, so my my story was we we started out Catholic, and then we became um, charismatic Christians who were in like a house church, and along with that kind of came a lot of Messianic Jewish uh, organizations, right? So I was familiar with that stuff, but I was also kind of like, it wasn't really my thing. You know, I was like Christian and Jewish, like they talk a lot in the New Testament about that's the old stuff. We don't do that. So I gravitated towards more traditional religious practice, like Baptist, Methodist, you know, and my my parents and my sister, my one sister out of the two is like really into this 
other stuff, the Jewish stuff, right? So then I found out again because my sister. This was the reason my sister was so interested, and I find out I'm I'm actually the only one who's Jewish. Wow. So talking to Jews about you know their heritage and their religious practice is a lot different. So I'm approaching it like it's a whole it's a whole other uh, perspective now. Uh, I'm being very res- respectful about it. And uh, I've also been doing things like uh, watching online synagogue services every week. Mm. I'm, I'm learning Hebrew, modern Hebrew. I make fun of myself because I attended Bible college and avoided biblical Hebrew because mm-hmm. I thought it was, again, waste of time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a pastor. What do I need biblical Hebrew for? Um, but now I'm learning Hebrew. And, uh, you know, uh, part of it is just because I'm interested as having always been a religious person. And part of it is because I think about, you know, my grandparents, my great grandparents, a lot of, a lot of Jews were a lot more religious back in the day. And it's, it's kind of a way to connect with them. You know, the Jewish, the Jewish heritage NPE groups have, have little events and things. And we kind of like learn from each other and, you know, it's uh, it's it's the discover part of the discovery process, I'd say. Oh, let me. Can I link those? I'm sure those are private groups. They're uh, Jewish Heritage for uh, NP. Are they probably part of the DNA NPE group? Yeah, one of them is one of them is part of uh, the NPE Friends has a Jewish Heritage group, and the other one is the MPE Jewish Identity and DNA Surprises. So you said before we started recording. You have a French background or you found out because I, I was raised think, with a French culture, which I am actually not French. <laughs> Do, are you did you find out if you're French? Yeah, my my mother. It's funny. My mother's family has been in Quebec longer than I would have thought. Oh, yeah. uh, but in in looking at the family history, it's hundreds of years. So um, and all we really knew of it was my grandparents grew up in a town just north of Montreal and their family had been there a while. So we knew that part there, like many people, there was sort of a rumor that maybe we had a branch of the family that was like native American and that that's not at all true. (laughs) Um, So what we found out uh, with my mother's uh, test and ours is she is what's considered Iberian, which is Spain and France and then going towards Southern Europe. And then one part of the family comes from either uh, like the Netherlands or the UK. So, but basically, yeah, French, and then over to Canada. And your siblings, the ones you were raised with, they have, they have that in them as well. Yes. And my, my, my BCF, he turned out the name Firestein was uh, Eastern European from like Czechoslovakia, and then he had some Northern European also. So your siblings, uh, the ones you were raised with, do they talk with you about finding out you're an NPE? Is this something you can discuss openly with them? Or is they or do they kind of rather you sweep this under the rug? Uh, well, my, my, my middle sister was the, you know, the DNA kind of like distributor instigator, right? We don't talk about it as much. Uh, my, my youngest sister and I kind of got talking about it just because I needed somebody to talk to among, among all the people I was messaging with, she was one of them. So we did talk about it quite a bit. Yeah. 
And and she said also it was kind of like a little upsetting. You know, the change of status was a little upsetting. But I think generally they're okay with it. And that yeah, they didn't know. No. Either. No. The only thing, I mean, you could point at the pictures now and say, look, his hair is all dark. Their hair is sandy blonde, just like dad's, you know. And it's the same with all of my cousins on that side. That's really the only thing you could say is different about me. Yeah. Do you give updates to your mom about how you've made contact with your birth father? Um, I told her um, minimal amount of information, not because... Uh, I know. I know. There's a lot of problems with moms. Sometimes, my mother um, initially she was just kind of like I, I didn't know what to say because I didn't want my kids to think less of me, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and since then, it's been um, oh, I'd really rather not be in touch with anyone. Uh, and if I give her information, she's kind of like happy to hear it, but I try not to overshare, you know. Yeah. Um, but she's obviously she's happy if I'm happy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Let's see. We talked about kind of like me catching up with everybody. That was happening kind of like through the summer. Um, and then in the summer or in the spring and summer, I decided it was time for more therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got reconnected with one of the therapists that I had talked to in um, 2021 no, 2020, sorry. So this was all happening in 2021. I got reconnected with one of the therapists that actually my wife and I had spoken to. I did a second round with him and he helped me to sort out something that's kind of a problem for all of us NPEs, which is how do you make friends with these new people as adults and why is it so hard? Yes. Can someone tell me that, please? <laughs> he he said exactly that. He said that you can't you can't just go barreling in to an adult and say, I want to be your friend, I want to be your brother, your cousin, whatever. You know, you're gonna run against whatever they have going on in their personal lives, whatever uh, barriers they have put up. You know, it's kinda like you gotta take it slow and you gotta you've gotta expect a low success rate. Mm which has been kind of my experience. Still so hard to hear, even if it's the truth. Yeah. And even people who are being nice to you to a certain point, after that point, they're like, you know what? I've, I've had it now. I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like you think, and I've, I've seen people uh, post about this too. Like I thought things were going great and now I haven't heard from them in weeks. Right. That happens all the time. People will be like, things are moving along and now nothing. They haven't responded to me. I'm always the one that has to initiate contact. Yeah. It's like the same situation over and over again. Yeah. So that, I talked to him about that. I talked to him about um, sort of like my my ongoing low-level anxiety. I'm trying to think there's a Yiddish word for this, but I'm, I'm blanking on what it is. Basically, I was like, I got to figure out why you know, I'm, I'm anxious all the time and what to do about it. And, and what I'm learning about anxiety is you, you're not always going to be able to identify the cause. You're better off kind of treating the symptoms. So, um, I went from there to taking an online course on, on, um, managing my sleep habits mm-hmm. and a book about managing my anxiety. <laughs> Are they helping? Yes. Yeah. That's, that was kind of like my, my summer and fall project. 
and my my sleep habits are better and now i know like um just like calming myself down and and just shutting everything off for a minute uh, you know is probably the most useful mm-hmm. thing that i do on an ongoing basis i still have a, a lot of problems with like bouncing around from mm-hmm. facebook to work to you know whatever's going on in the house and i i need to work on that a little bit but um, is uh scrolling seven different <laughs> NPE forums till 1am on Facebook, not recommended for anxiety. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and this was my problem, I think, for the first year was I was so overstimulated that I was, I was starting to make myself and other people crazy. Yes. Yes. I'm nodding along with you right now. Yeah. So it was time to just back off of everything. And yeah. more often now, um, like this is another another uh, Jewish thing that I've picked up. I, I'm joining in on these short Facebook videos of like uh, 15 or 20 minute, uh, you know, what Christians would call a devotional or a meditation, mm. right, on a particular topic. Yeah. And just sitting there, like I can look at my Fitbit and watch my heart rate drop. You know. I think a lot of us need that. Yes, and it doesn't even have to be a religious thing. It can be anything like uh, the Calm app or one of those things. You know, do that for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Every time I think I've tried to to do something big with my my search angel, uh, it was a process of negotiation, which took a little while. And she, I've told her this, so if she hears this, she'll know. Um, and w- the latest of those was, when are we going to meet for the first time, and how? Because we live about five hours apart, driving distance, and uh, so we had to figure it out. So we finally decided where and when. And it was uh, January 8th and 9th of this year, 2022. We finally met in person for the first time. So that was a lot of fun. Um, she predicted based on our email conversations that we'd probably just talk and talk and, you know, late into the night kind of thing. And uh, that's pretty much what happened. You know, it, it was just cool to hang out as friends, you know, because so much of this was focused on getting to the goal of like, Who's your Who's your bio dad, and how are we going to introduce you? And you know how How are we managing this crisis? You know, so now it was just it was just good to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing, as my birthday was approaching this year, I was remembering what happened last year, uh, which was that my my search angel tried to arrange a phone call with my prospective bio dad at that point, and it didn't happen. <laughs> So I said, let me give it a shot. And it's so funny how time changes things because at that point we had been in touch for um, what, like seven months. And I said, Hey, uh, what do you think about me giving you a phone call sometime? And he said, sure. I'm available these days of the week. Call anytime you want. (laughs) So on February 8th, I just picked up WhatsApp and I called him and uh, we had a nice chat for 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Yes. He told me all about his, his old job, what he used to do. Weird a little bit that it was sort of similar to what my, my uh, dad who raised me did. They were both sort of in similar jobs, you know, mm-hmm. and um, but uh, his, his area was Eastern Canada, which was kind of cool. So he told me a little bit about that, and he, we talked about his health because his health has been uh, kind of a roller coaster the past few years. So 
good to hear that uh, things are doing well. And that was it. You know, he asked me a little bit about what I do. And, uh, you know, we both had some like connection to computers, which is nice. And that was it. We, you know, the, there was a couple points where he's like, okay, I guess we're, you know, I got to go, oh, here's this other thing. And then he just keep going again, which is a sign of a good conversation. Like he wasn't trying to get off the phone, you know? Yeah, really? This was just like three weeks ago. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. And I knew this call, this, uh, you know, recording was coming up. So I wanted to have something big to give you, you know. That is so cool. Was that your first time hearing his voice, having a phone call with him? Not strictly speaking, because he has spoken publicly before. Oh, that's true. Um, but uh, this was the first time talking to me. So is there another one planned or you think not? Uh, I might call him again this week. Do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a big deal, apparently. So why not? Did he say, did he acknowledge your birthday? Yes. Yeah, I got happy birthday messages on Facebook from both him and my brother, which was nice. Very nice. Um, you know, and there's been a couple other times too, where he's commented on things and I pointed it out to my, my search angel friend and I'm like, see, see, look, you know, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> oh my gosh. So slow and steady. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I would say this, you know, again, I don't expect people to make a big deal out of me. I, I think I might've said on Eve's call, I didn't want to come in and like blow everything up, you know, like, Hey, I'm the new guy. You know, I, I just want to get to know people, you know, mm. let me, let me tell you how I feel as I'm coming up on my second rebirth day. Cause my first rebirth day, you know, it's the first and things were kind of uh, in a mess, right? On my second rebirth day. Now I can say, who my my bio dad is he's a he's a great guy you know i enjoy having all the little messaging exchanges our first phone call was fun i'm looking forward to more calls i'm looking forward to getting back to my home city uh the pandemic has affected all of this discovery process you know um I was overdue for a visit to Montreal before any of this happened. And now I, it seems like I have twice as many people to visit, you know? So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'll say my mental state has calmed down a little bit. We talked about all my attempts to do that. Um, I'm thankful for that. Uh, but that's, this is two years now, <laughs> you know, wow. some people talk, God, I took a week off. I, I, I think I took a, a year off mentally, right. you know, right. and I'll say again, I'm thankful for my search angel. If I get her to listen to this and for my cousins, whoever I send this to, uh, the ones who keep in touch with me week to week, I've told them they're the best part of this discovery. Even if none of my other family members ever got in touch with me, um, I'm so happy that I've met them. Right, they've taught me so much about the the culture that I've missed all this time. So now, with everything that's happening, at least I'm a little more optimistic. I think. Mm. Mm, that's so beautiful. I'm so glad. At least your cousins are talking with you so regularly. Yes, yes. One person at a time. That's how this works. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. 
I've got one person talking to me too, so I get it. Oh, I, <laughs> you know, my, my heart went out to you every time I heard you talk about it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the, I've had some successes, but man, I've, I've got some people that, uh, would rather not talk to me again too. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. I know. I know. And f- Fred, you have such a great voice. You have had many seasons of your own podcast, right? Can you, can, do you want to share about that? Okay, sure. And um, this is this is uh, an old show that's new again. Um, my friend Stephanie did a, a podcast about the TV show Psych, which was on USA Network for several years, and most recently had a TV movie, you know, a couple months ago uh, on the Peacock Network, and they even made a joke about what's the Peacock Network, right? <laughs> um, so if you're a fan of the show Psych, you can go to psychrewind.com and find that. And uh, Stephanie asked for co-hosts, and I volunteered, and I was on most of those episodes. And I'm just checking the URL right now just to make sure that it works. It, yeah, it redirects you. But yeah, psychrewind.com will get you there, and uh, you can listen to those. Oh, cool. And what did you think of the, uh, the psych, the TV movie? Oh yeah. It was their, it's their, their second movie so far. And it was, it was great. Cool. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Sure. Fred, if people wanted to talk with you or get in touch with you, is that something you would be comfortable with? Sure. How could we find you? Um, um, pretty much Fred Firestein on, on Facebook and that's F I R E S T I N E. And, um, also on Instagram, you can find me that way. Uh, yeah. So, uh, fred.firestein at gmail.com. I just started following you on Instagram today or yesterday. Yeah. I saw that. Thank you. Yeah. And I saw your Instagram too. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell you, um, I saw you playing the harp and the piano. I was the choir and uh, musical kid in high school, and my my mentors there were the teachers. So, oh my gosh, yeah, that was very special to see that. Do you still sing? Uh, not, no, not. I mean, I was in a church that had a choir, and then we moved to a smaller church that doesn't. So I don't really sing that much anymore. Yes, I I. I don't train anymore, but I picked up harp over the pandemic, which is um, really hard to learn harp over Zoom. But yeah, wow, (laughs) it was really hard to learn tone. But I did Suzuki method, and yes, that's been a little bit of an outlet for me. Okay, I've got your Facebook, your Instagram, your Gmail. Um, Are you going to go to the retreat, the Hyrath Hope and Heal? Is that something you do? I, you know, you know, you know what I'm I've been back about? and forth about it. It's just like such a big, um, it's a big commitment. It's like a big commitment. Four and days. you know, my wife and I are talking about other travel. So yep. I, I may do the online, um, uh, option, okay. which okay. is kind of like, you know, my second choice. Cause it's not that far away. I know. Well, maybe I can get, maybe I can talk you into the big NPE summit in 20 in supposedly March, 2023. Once we get the details out, but I, I would love to meet you in person because we're always seeing each other virtually. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's why I'm thinking uh, maybe I should talk talk myself into going down to New Jersey. Yeah, you know, 
I'm going. I'm a little nervous about it, but you know, I get to be with my people, the NPs. Yeah. Oh, everything I've heard about it. I'm on those calls twice a week, and everything I've heard about it, it's the old. You, you won't have a problem. Like, um, Beth, uh, Beth Weller is in those calls, and she said the same thing. Like, I don't know if I can go, you know. And she had a great time. Wait, tell me about these calls. People might want to hear about this. This is a so this is a Zoom call, not a webinar. Um. Yes. So it's a um if you if you're groups. in the if if you're in the group uh togetherness heals. Together yep, DNA only togetherness heals. Love that. I know exactly what call you're talking about. Right. Yep. That's a good one. Oh, so you go on those. Yes. How many people are on them? Uh, it varies between 10 to 20, I think. And what do you do you guys all just talk or does someone get a chance to share? How does that how do you guys all work that out? They used to be unstructured where everybody would just like, how are you doing this week? It was sort of like a support call. And then in the past few weeks, they've decided to try a new format, which is they have a featured speaker mm-hmm. uh, to tell their whole NPE story. And then, uh, you know, Q&A. Which one do you like better? Unstructured or speaker? Or a little bit of both? I, yeah, I kind of like both. Um, it's it's good because... Um, what what had happened is if we had a bunch of new joiners and everybody starts repeating their story, you know, or some version of it. So this way, you know, who's going to be the, the, the spotlight and then you can have questions after, you know, are you going to do it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it actually for uh, the week of my uh, rebirth day. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to jump on one of those calls. I know Aaron Cosentino asked me if I wanted to be one, one week and, um, I never responded, but I, <laughs> I might jump on that week. I'd love to. Yeah, it's not a it's not a huge call of like a hundred people or anything. Yeah, no, that's nice though. Just to get a, I like a little table of nodding heads. That's kind of my jam. Yeah, that's it. A lot. Most of us are on on video, so that's nice. It's really nice to hear you are. You're always so positive. Um, I know people will be listening to Eve's your background story, and then it's going to be really great for people to get this update. So thank you so much, Fred, for putting time aside tonight to share all this with me. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. These stories are here for us to identify with. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, email npestories at gmail.com. You do not have to give any identifying information. If you are an NPE and would like to share your story, I'd like to hear from you. Subscribe to this podcast to hear more. Come heal with us.